This is episode number 130 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're a DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to Ghetto Narnia. We are Ghetto uh, Narnia. <laughs> it's the the, the, uh, the White Witch has definitely taken over the land. Um, it Dude. is it is unpleasant outside. It, well, and we have been far enough out of it at this point that like it hadn't snowed in like three days. Yeah. And it's still awful outside. Yeah. It's just <laughs> gross. Like I had to shovel snow today. <laughs> which which is which is really funny because um I lived here specifically so I didn't have to do that. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't want to shovel snow. I didn't want to invest in the Ryobi snow blower thingamajigger. Yep. I don't want that stuff. No. Get it out of here. That's right. That that's why we live in Houston. Yeah. Houston doesn't do this. I'm fine. I, I'm I'm willing to make the trade for mosquitoes for snow. Yeah. Well, and and hopefully, Craig. I'm just telling you right now. If we have mosquitoes this spring, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill someone. Well, they should be dead, right? Yeah. And if you're not, you know, like if if you're more sane than Kevin, don't don't fret. Just call me. We'll, we'll get it taken <laughs> yeah. care of. Craig, Craig will kill him for you. That's right. If this if this crazy I, weather didn't, I take great pleasure in it. <laughs> hey, gotta so. be good at something. And I, I, th- I feel like we need to address the awkward slant of the room. I was looking at the the picture of the the, the studio. Yeah, and it, it it really looks like the room kind of has a a little a little slope to it there. It doesn't, and it's it's not. It's just that you, you guys are sitting in in shorter chairs. You uh, have, than you have like I a, look really big though. You do. <laughs> you look massive. But the, it's it's literally the, it's the camera angle over here. It's um. It's also the chairs are different. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, but anyway, this is the studio. This is it. Welcome to the uh, to the room. Uh, we we got Sean Medlin in the room. There he is. We're going to be uh, talking about all kinds of fun stuff here in just a minute. Um, anything new, Kev? Your power's on. Well, thank goodness. So you know when we recorded our last episode, uh-huh. I was living with you <laughs> because it was not safe. Not to be. that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Great Soundfeld reference. Um, and we uh, we actually went home, and 15 minutes after we went home, we came back to your place. <laughs> you couldn't get enough. No, because what what, what happened was. Uh, what 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 had happened was see what happened was <laughs> um was that there was a transformer in my neighborhood that caught on fire. Dude, you it showed me the video. It yeah, was pretty nuts. It's it's intense. It's not just like I mean this fire is out of control. I mean it was like I, I thought the pole was going to catch on fire. I mean it was it was bad. Yeah, and it took them from the moment that happened to the moment I got power back was twenty three hours, and so. Um, I was really, really thankful to be at your place. So, to be quite honest, no, nothing has really changed since <laughs> we talked last time. Uh, but, but I have power. We have water. No more busted pipes. People are going to be sleeping in their own beds tonight. Yeah, and we are happy. Now, you did have some busted pipes, though. Yeah. So I had one on the outside of my house. It was a spigot. Um, I did too. Well, I had I had one on the outside of my house uh-huh. that was a that was this spigot that we we fixed right. You and I fixed thanks to a, a kind neighbor down the road had had the pipe uh, wrenches that we needed and the pipe and the spigot, which is <laughs> a little bit crazy that he had all of those things. Um, but then I had another one 
and I still don't know where this pipe goes to, but it is a is a spigot that comes out of my house, and then there there's a T into that spigot, right? That comes out and does a ninety straight into the ground, and it was busted, and so I don't. Um, thankfully, there's a shutoff right there, and so I was able to shut it off without any issues. And I will address that next week when it is not 25 degrees outside. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, maybe that goes to my sprinkler system. Uh-huh. That's the best you and I could guess. And we're not going to know that until I can, like, yeah, be, just, be confident that my sprinkler system isn't frozen. And I'll try to turn it on and see if it comes on. All right. So, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But either way, I got to get it fixed. All right. So let's 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 get the guest in here. Sean, how you doing, man? What is going on, fellas? Yeah, man. Good it's to been, see you. It's been close to 100 episodes since we've seen you. Congrats That's, to you guys. Well, y'all, I mean, y'all are crushing. <laughs> we, I don't know if we're crushing it. We're just like, you know, we're here. stupid and uh, well, stubborn. But, but it is awesome. Uh, you were here in episode number 39. 39. And this is episode 130, so that's... That's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we yeah. should have waited. We probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, just, we couldn't wait. That was, that was the problem. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I, if, if you guys don't remember, go back to episode 39. Yeah. And, 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 and listen what, what Sean has to say, because they had just finished seasons here in Conroe. Yeah. And, and so now you guys have two facilities fixing the breakground on a third. Right? Yep. Am I, am I tracking? Yeah, good you're support? tracking. Okay. You're doing great. Man. All right. So you don't even need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the reasons we, we, you and I had talked about coming on the show is like you guys had dealt with this COVID situation. And so now we've got the COVID situation, the ice situation, and you've got all kinds of other situations going on. Like you, you, you've just gotten busier. Well, yeah, it's all the things. All right? the things. It's all the yeah. things. So what a great twelve months of being in the senior living <laughs> Man. Uh, business. It's well, been, and, it's and, been interesting. And I want to remind people that that may not have heard that episode, um, that your model for assisted living is like, in my opinion, superior to most every other model I've ever heard of. And, and I say that not to flatter you, although I hope it is flattering. Um, I say that to tell you, like, people that are listening, you need to tune in to this and don't don't stop listening because the way they do assisted living is by far different than what you're used to. And and and, and we're, we're going to get into it a little bit because my, my grandparents... Or an assisted living. My grandma actually passed away back in mm. uh, October, and um, she was, you know, in assisted living. It, it, so we'll get into that yeah, at some yeah, point. No, but I appreciate you some, saying that. Some though. crazy yeah. stuff, but but man, I guess one of the things that I know we want to start off hearing is is a little bit like, what is COVID like during, you know, while you're trying to operate an assisted living with old people that. Are, are very vulnerable, right? Yeah, so it's definitely, uh, the pandemic has definitely made things pretty interesting for, mm-hmm. for really all senior living operators, but it's, it's, been, uh, it's been tough. You know, early on, I mean, there's really not a playbook Right. To, right. To, you know, how to how to maintain operations during, you know, a pandemic like this. So um, initially it was very challenging. Um, if you remember, I mean, everyone kind of went on lockdown. Um, no, no visitors. You know, you had to be really, truly essential to even enter 
the homes. Yeah. And that was, that was tough on both the residents, but then their families as well, who wanted to, you know, they were used to coming by and seeing mom and dad. Right. And so to, to tell them, Hey, you, you cannot come in, mm. you know, that was, that was pretty tough. And, um, you know, fortunately, I mean, you know, we've been very blessed. We haven't had any COVID issues with any of our residents or staff. Which Not, is incredible. You, so you're telling me you haven't had any no residents. No, that's amazing. It, I mean, well, that's amazing. It is, and and <laughs> God is good. I, I'll say this, so I, it, it kind of I, I think it goes back to. I mean, I've been saying this for years that smaller is better sure. when it comes to senior living. You mm-hmm. don't you don't have infectious disease, you know, spreading through a smaller, you know, five, six, seven thousand square foot home like you would in a in a big box facility, and with you know a hundred employees and people coming in and out all day long. Yeah. So we were able to get out in front of that pretty quickly and, and, you know, try to keep the COVID out. But yeah, it's definitely been a tough, tough year for sure. Were y'all doing any sort of visitation early on? I mean, were you, I mean, cause you saw a lot of like social media posts early on about like people having to see each other through windows yeah. and, and different things. Like, were you guys even letting anybody on property? No, they would, um, you, you literally had to be a nurse, um, that was coming to see, you know, a, a resident that was on hospice okay. and, um, you know, they had to go through lots of procedures just to come in. Um, within, you know, a few weeks, we started doing some stuff, you know, through, through the windows. Once we had a little bit of a handle on exactly, you know, what, what this thing was, was doing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and of course we, we had a period of time where we were having to round up a lot of PPE and things like that. And, yeah. and that was a whole nother, you know, adventure in and of itself. Right. Yeah. What was, and what, were you guys sort of making your own protocols or were you guys getting protocols from like the CDC or the, the who, or how, how, how did that work for you yeah, guys? Yeah. So CDC had their, you know, had their opinions and had their recommendations. And then, um, Texas health and human services, which is, uh, the licensing arm of, you know, uh, licensed facilities out there, you know, they would have their memorandums that would come out. And of course, you know, it, it seemed like a lot of it was just, I mean, it was literally week by week or day by day as far as the communication, uh, because again, there's not really a playbook. It changed all the time. It did. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we were just trying to be really smart and, you know, use, um, you know, obviously, you know, all the protective things that we could. And, and, you know, we, I, my wife and I, we were out looking for hand sanitizer and gallons of it. I mean, doing pretty much the same thing everyone else was, but we were, you know, essentially going back to the state and to CDC to try to, you know, pick up on what some of their guidelines and protocols were. So were you, were, was your facility, so you got two facilities at this point. One's in uh, Navasota mm-hmm. and one's in Conroe. Yeah. Um, were Were you full at both of those locations with residents? Pretty full. Yeah. Okay. I'd say we were at about 90, 90% okay. at least at, at each home. Yeah. And, and so just to kind of put that in perspective, what I remember, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you, you could take 14 residents yeah. here in Conroe. Yeah. So, so when we talk about, about small, we're talking small. 
Yeah. I yeah. mean, most, um, most big box facilities, you know, 50, a hundred residents, multiple floors. Yeah. Um, our model is much different. You know, we, again, smaller is better. Um, each of our homes are licensed for 14 residents. Uh, Conroe's a little different. It's uh, licensed for both assisted living and memory care. So we serve a lot of residents that have high levels of dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they're they're small. And, you know, anywhere from, you know, on any given day, you know, 10 to 11 residents, you know, somewhere in there. Okay, so let me ask that question. So you've got people, <laughs> you got people in your assisted living that have dementia and Alzheimer's trying to explain to them, people can't come see you. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to be protected. How did they understand and how do they deal with that? It's a um, great question. That was tough. You know, um, everyday things, normal life is hard for mm -hmm. someone with dementia. Sure. But then to ask a resident to wear a mask or, you know, a lot of times um, th that family member was, you know, that was their joy was mm -hmm. getting to see their spouse or their son or their daughter. And when you take that away uh, and you try to explain that to someone, um, you know, a lot of residents, they get, they kind of shut down, mm -hmm. you know, depression sinks in. I mean, that was, um, that was a really, a really tough part. And, and I'm, you know, totally convinced that, you know, especially a lot of the deaths, a lot of them in the facilities, they were, they were dying of, a broken heart and they didn't understand what was going on, but I mean, they were isolated and, yeah. and now it's how a lot of the bigger places, um, kind of dealt with that is just, you know, stay in your room kind of thing. And, and that was uh, really tough. Well, yeah. And so, um, my, uh, I, I mentioned this briefly, uh, before we started. So my grandparents are, are, were in a assisted living, um, one of the bigger box places yeah. and they were, they were having really, uh, some, a lot of problems where they were. And so we got them moved to another facility that didn't have very many COVID cases at all. It's a good situation. Uh, my grandma wound up having to go to the hospital uh, for some stomach issues, that, which is not uncommon for her. And they told her she had COVID whenever she got there. Zero symptoms, but she had COVID. So she, once she was done, she had to go to a different part of the of this it's living place away from my my grandpa and um it was like months before they were able to get mm, back that's to, tough. To, together to see each other we couldn't go in to see them nobody could could really come in to see them so they were both apart from each other um she winds up they wind up putting them back together and she winds up passing away which is was not related to covid it was just her time mm -hmm. um but the crazy thing is we were we were finding out more and more that they were they were changing protocols all the time and all of a sudden we were finding out well they can't go over here because they've got covid these people have covid these people have covid these people have covid and we're like what's going on they were like well uh we, we've kind of changed some things and they're actually transporting covid people here like we've become oh, wow. a covid place and we're like wait a minute wait a minute this place was supposed to be safe this, right. this place was supposed yeah. to be the place that wasn't taking those people and now you're readily and and how are they just willy-nilly moving these people around like what is going on and 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 i think for for people like me who are on the outside i don't understand i mean i'm even i'm calling the head nurse there like begging her like my grandma is about to die i know she's about to die 
I just need to see her. And I'm like, nope, can't. And so like all of these things and it's just, it's devastating. Yeah, it is. And you know, a lot of the, a lot of the corporate rules played into that. A lot of sure. the bigger box facilities are, um, you know, they're corporately owned and they've got policies and procedures and going back to what I said earlier, they're, you know, they're really not a playbook for this sort of thing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, um, but there was a, a lot of panic and, and things like that. And, you know, we had weeks that felt a little crazy. Um, but you know, I knew at the end of the day, and again, God willing, nothing will change, you know, that if we could just keep anyone that comes to that front door, um, you know, uh, to make sure, you know, to make sure they were screened and properly, you know, tested and then staff, um, that they were doing their part when they left, um, our homes to go back to their homes or, you know, resume their, you know, day-to-day life that they would, you know, still maintain precautions and not bring it back in because that, that's our biggest risk, right? Yeah. Is a visitor, someone, you know, bring in, uh, bring in, in the building. Yeah. So could you, I mean, just, just so people have some, some ideas to how this would work, could you, could you walk us through like your employers, employees, entrance and exit from the facility? Sure. Like what, what sort of procedures were they having to go through in order to, you know, try and keep it as safe as possible? And obviously like you guys are pretty successful at that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a whole kind of a regimen that, that they would go through. Um, and, and a lot of it is just kind of self-screening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've got, they have to, they have paperwork, to, a, a log form, the obvious, the, the obvious things. I say obvious, this thing's only been around for <laughs> almost a year. Um, but, but I mean, you, know, I mean you, take, you say that though, I mean, but like it's become, I, I think what you're about to say is become very common for everybody to sort of understand in the, in the, in the common parlance of conversation now. Like, sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. T- mm-hmm. Taking your temperature, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you know, and then um, where, what kind of retracing your steps? Have you been around anyone that's been exposed or, you know, has is symptomatic? And and um, but then you know the PPE and the mask and gloves and and just really being pretty smart about it. Um, and, and I, I gotta tell you, I'm just so incredibly thankful for a staff that, you know, just, they're so good at what they do. We've got mm-hmm. a fantastic administrator. Um, each home has a coordinator and then the care team. I mean, they're awesome and, um, they're very passionate about their residents mm-hmm. and it's like their family. It's like their mom or dad. Right. So it's, um, they're, they're very protective, but that's a, that's <laughs> That's a good thing, right? Yeah. They're not coming there just to, for a paycheck. If they really care, and um, it it shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things we talked about last time you were here was how particular you were on who you hire mm-hmm. and the protocols that you put in place. I mean, the, the the cameras that you have available, like all of the things that you're doing for your residents to ensure their safety, ensure that that those people that have decided to come into your facility are taken care of with the best care possible. And you do that by hiring the right people. And so, you know, I'm honestly not super surprised to hear that you had employees that were really careful because, you know, you get what you pay for in so many ways when yeah. it comes to that. And, and yeah, thanks for saying that. I mean, we do. We 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 take it very seriously. I, mm. And I, I'm very competitive, right, uh, when it comes to care. Yeah. Right. I think about it. And then there are worse things to be competitive about, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's like, I bet I can care for your mom or dad better than the place down the road. Right. Yeah. And so we just take it very seriously. Um, and they've they've done a fantastic job. Uh, mm. they, they really have. I'm proud yeah. of them. 
Well, wow. I, I know we didn't we didn't talk about this before, but I I still remember um, my friend Billy that reached out to you. Yes, I, I don't know if anything's happened. We're still working. We're still on working that. on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I remember saying like, "Hey, you need you need to go talk to this guy, Sean." And then she went and listened to the episode. And and she was like, oh yeah, I gotta I gotta talk to this guy. And then she reached out to yeah. you and started talking yeah. about the situation her mom was in. And as soon as she had that conversation with you about how you guys operate, it was like, I have to. So, and that's that's uh, that's pretty common. A, a lot of uh, you know families. And, and gosh, I can't believe a hundred episodes and a little over <laughs> a year has passed. <laughs> yeah. So much has happened since the last time I was here. Yeah. And, um, but you know, we've already, and it's been such a blessing. We've already served so many families in this community and it's been really cool. Um, just literally about two weeks ago, um, I got a letter in the mail, handwritten letter from a, uh, from a captain of the Montgomery County, um, sheriff's department hmm. and, um, his father, it had come to seasons and, um, and I, it was a very, there was a quick turnaround, meaning, um, the, he was ill and the, uh, um, he came in on hospice and unfortunately he wasn't with us as long as really any of us had expected him to be. Hmm. And, um, I, I never, the way the process went down, I didn't even really get a chance to, to, you know, spend time with the family the way I would like to. And, um, the resident passed. Well, it was it was such a blessing to get a, a handwritten card on mm. you know with, on letterhead from you know Montgomery County, um, just just saying thank you you know thank mm. you for uh, for the service you know to to our family during this big time of need for taking great care uh, and I can't remember exactly what it said but it was you know whoever I wish that I could you know, personally thank all of your caregivers, you know, and, and they were with my dad when he passed and just made it such a better experience. And, yeah. and so dude, when, when I get letters like that or mm. emails or texts, um, dude, that's what it's all about for yeah, me. It's that, pretty that's awesome. when, that's when you get your why. Exactly. You know, that's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. That's the, that's the yeah. reminder of why I do this. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you've, we, when we when we talked to you last time, you you were about to open. You hadn't even opened yet. You hadn't done the ribbon cutting, That's, but you had like gutted this place. It, it was like you know this massive house right. in, in the center of Conroe, completely gutted it. Like how 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 has that been? I mean, um, things I've, been good. I've, I've all this gray hair you see here. <laughs> dude, it's, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even say anything. Okay, yeah, I know, right? It's uh, dude. There's a lot that goes into uh, you know renovating a property, mm -hmm. and you know uh, there were a lot of strict building codes in place, and and we had challenges. Yeah. Um, even after we opened the home and started getting residents, you know, in the home, you know, we started having some plumbing issues. I think mm -hmm. I was mentioned that to you earlier. Um, and it, it, the home was built in the sixties. It was owned by a plumber and okay. it was over plumbed. Uh, you know, there was cast iron everywhere yeah. in the lawn. And, and, but, uh, after we had opened and we started having residents in there, we did find, um, started having a few plumbing issues and found some more cast iron that we thought we had, had been removed. Uh, but it was under the slab. Oh, and so Jeez. we about four different entry points, tunnels, 
you know, going up underneath this, this big home and cutting out all the cast iron and, and getting wow. in there with PVC. And so and, uh, for, for, the, for those that may not understand, ex- explain to people why that's not a good thing. Um, cast iron uh, over time deteriorates uh-huh. and it gets very jagged and, and, and it's not as smooth like PVC is. Right. And right. so, um, you know, things that you flush down the toilet, i.e. paper and wipes, which wipes really shouldn't be flushed anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even if they say flushable, I'm really it shouldn't. Say it again for the people uh-huh. in the back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I tell my kids, no. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets clogged. It snags on the jagged edges of this big cast iron iron pipe. Right. But back in the day, that was the material to use for, for plumbing, but it, it erodes. Mm. So Bad not good. Deal. And you had to have it removed. Yeah. And not, uh, not, not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Not, I, I remember I, I was, I was on your property while that was going on. I didn't know what was going on, but I was just like, there's this massive hole inside the back I, of the Yeah, we, it was a new activity for residents. We were going <laughs> to put in a skateboard ramp or That's something. Right. And, uh, <laughs> hey, dude, I told you, we go above and beyond. That's right. So it's like, okay, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Harry over here wants to ride the skateboard That's in the right. backyard. Right? Wow. We'll try to figure it out. Like, there's, we, we try not to say no too much. That's right. uh, unfortunately, that was not a resident request. That, oh, was, okay. that was a plumbing issue. <laughs> need yes so I, i'm curious how how are i mean with all the protocols in place um how, how did the family members react i mean i, I know you, you've got one letter coming in going hey thank you so much for how you handled this situation um i i would assume that there were some in our similar to our situation we're like dude we like part of the reason we came here is our access and we wanted to be able to you know we, we want to see grandma. To see grandma, yeah. and we want to take her to church, and all these sorts of things. Is one of the one of the things that that was built to us whenever we chose this place. And I'm sure, on the other hand, there's some people that were just like, "Gee whiz, man! Thank you for making sure that they're safe." Yeah, but then we had the opposite of that, right? Uh-huh. We we had, um, and and it wasn't maybe one or two that you know it was. Fear-based, I think, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. where, the, where the, the family, you know, uh, was, you know, they want to see mom or dad. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's kind of been their security as well. And so when you say no to something like that, that creates confusion, um, especially if you're trying to create policies on the fly yeah. or, or try to put things together. So most families were like, okay, got it. It's a pandemic. Y'all are following the rules, you know. But then, the, yeah, we, we had some that were... They were upset. Mm. They were used to seeing, you know, coming by and having coffee or tea or, you know, Mm. just spending time with their loved one. And, you know, when we had to put that on hold, um, you know, we we tried to explain it as best we could. And, and, you know, they they eventually, you know, kind of got over that. Um, But it was... uh, once we framed it, like we're doing this to keep your mom or dad or your spouse safe. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, we're not doing it just to be mean. Yeah. And I think it's, it's different when that is the way that's communicated and it's not this weird shady, by the way, we're back door and extra COVID people in Yeah, because that's not safer. That's less safe. You're introducing something into an environment that should have been safe and secure. And not only that, you're keeping me out of it. And and I feel like I'm probably more safe and secure than someone that's been tested positive, you know, <laughs> that you're bringing in purposefully at this point. So, I mean, there again, 
knowing the facility you're putting your your family member in is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Well, and and I I know my staff probably gets tired of me saying this all the time, but it's like communication really is key. Mm. And, and, you know, it's most problems can be resolved or at least, you know, kind of sorted through with really good communication. Mm. And um, to me, even, even delivering or communicating bad news is properly, but, you know, not being afraid to have those tough conversations, uh, even if they're not pleasant still, um, once the dust settles from that, um, you know, things typically turn out okay, but it's when communication breaks down and things get kind of weird and it feels like that people are just kind of operating in silos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's when there's a breakdown and and that's when, um, you know, things get a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. When, anytime you have like the system, the sustaining of awkwardness in communication, man, it just gets bad, you know? And and until someone decides to break it, I mean, like, you know, you're, you're only perpetuating the problem and it's going to become a much bigger monster. Oh, no question. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a few small sparks can turn into a a pretty big bonfire really quickly. And so, you know, especially when you're dealing with people's parents. Oh yeah, exactly. And so again, going back, I mean, we take it very seriously, but like if something's not working or if we've got to make a change on the fly, um, we we're communicating that, you know, very rapidly. So, yeah. yeah. have, Have there been any other, like, you know, you know, obviously we just had this massive ice storm that came through, but like, uh, have, have there been any other, any other major challenges? And I'm, I mean, like one of the things I, I thought of when you were talking initially, when you, you kept going back to PPE, I was, I was kind of curious as to like, what were, what were the things that were the most scarce for you guys that were the hardest to get a hold of? But just in general, what, have there been any, any other major challenges throughout this, you know, this time. Yeah. Uh, going back to the PPE, uh, you know, uh, I think initially everyone was, you know, really struggling for mask and mm-hmm. gloves and, and, you know, um, are, are you guys like on a strict N95? No, now uh, we've, what the, the latest protocol, um, I, I take that back. I think we might be on N95 now. Yeah. I, I'd have to ask our administrator. She's there day to day and, yeah. it, and it still changes. It's changing. I, it's That's still the problem. Cha- yeah. No, it still changes for a while. Cloth mask was okay, but then it's yeah. like, so yeah, there's a lot of changing, um, protocol, but yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, getting, getting stocked up on that, mm-hmm. um, getting the communication out to the family, those were big challenges. And then just kind of adjusting to the new, I don't want to say the new normal, but the new routines, right. um, even with the residents, uh, we, you know, we had to get pretty creative, um, with, you know, activities and just encouragement and, and really, you know, ramping up some of the things we do because, you know, not only are we helping them, you know, we're feeding them or we're, you know, if they're incontinent, we're helping out with things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're their cheerleader, we're doing activities and we're, you know, uh, boosting the morale. And so, um, you know, that, and our focus was on them. And so that's, you know, that if there were challenges it was just how can we you know still persevere during you know a pandemic and that's 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 what we did yeah well and and something i heard you say earlier that i was i was just curious about you're talking about you know getting uh some of your residents who who may be in your uh, memory care side of things Mm -hmm. getting them adjusted to wearing masks 
how how is that? I mean, are they having to wear masks when they're like around each other or when they're around staff? How, how does that work? Yeah, so the staff they they wear masks. Um, the residents, you know, if they have a visitor, um, you know, that, that we'll ask them to put her on. Uh, those that are again, they have Alzheimer's or a pretty high level of dementia. We know which ones are they're going to be okay with it, and then some they're just immediately. It doesn't matter how you ask; they're going to take it off. Right. And so again, it just goes back to being really smart about um, you know how we do things. Now, we were one of the first facilities um, approved by in Montgomery County or in this area uh, that was approved by the state to start having in, uh, outdoor visits. Okay. And, um, and then almost immediately after that, we got approved for uh, plexiglass uh, mm. visits indoor. Cause we, um, when we first got approved, it was like a hundred degrees, you know, <laughs> every day. And I'm like, okay, well, thanks for, you know, letting <laughs> our residents see their family in the backyard, but right. it's like, it's, it's August. It's like yeah. blazing hot. This is not doable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so we were happy to, to start getting indoor visits, but um, dude, what a challenge, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's um, like I said, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. But y'all still eat well, right? Oh, <laughs> we do. We do eat well. We do eat well. Yeah. They, they, uh, I, I think I eat better at season. Well, my wife's probably going to hear this. No. I, I'll just, whatever it is I'm about to say, I'm just not going to say it. Cause the uh, food is good wherever you go. That's right. There you go. Yes. That's right. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate that. Sorry, honey. <laughs> All right. So, um, so you've got Navasota, you've got Conroe. And there was kind of a hush order put on on Craig and, and me last time you were here because there were some things in the works. Um, are you prepared to talk about that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, we want to we want to grow. We want to scale. And uh -huh. so um, we did just recently um, about 30 days ago. Actually, it was on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. uh, the last day of last year was a perfect way to go out. <laughs> um, we purchased uh, made a pretty big land acquisition okay. uh, in Magnolia. Oh, man. Awesome. And it's in a very, very good location mm. and that we're excited about. Yeah. And we are going to build our um third and fourth locations. Oh, oh wow. So I'm gonna build two homes at the exact same time. Oh my goodness. And they're side by side. So I'm I'm building a little neighborhood of care homes, if you will, but one's gonna be um licensed for assisted living and then the other one will be licensed for both that and and for memory care. Okay. Um I we feel like that there's a huge need in that area. And um yeah, we're we're excited. So a whole nother project and yeah. uh you know construction is always fun. There's pros and cons to everything, right? But you know, building going from the ground up we feel like that we can still actually we know we can still create the home environment mm -hmm. it's going to look like a really big white you know farmhouse you know um luxury style home and um and, and not like a facility that right. was incredibly important so we're in the uh, the bidding phase right now getting bids with architects and uh, i'm sorry general contractors architects uh, we've already finished the designs we tested the soil uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, of course, you know, if they would have come out this week, it would have been nothing but ice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, but, and the but soil pure. might be different. <laughs> yeah, the soil might be a, a little different. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we're we're excited. We're we're going to build from the ground up. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> this goes back to something that, to me, 
is so special about seasons and that is that you're building two facilities which in any other place would be two wings of yeah. one facility because it's so much cheaper to build one building yeah. than it is to build two buildings but you're intent on keeping it small have right to. i'm guessing yeah exactly so um each home will be licensed for 16 residents okay. and 16 sounds kind of like a big number but it's <laughs> it's really not yeah um and you know we sometimes we're full but you know other times it's you know 10 or 11 people but the way the home is designed and the way it's laid out you never and uh, the new ones will have you know private suites uh private bathrooms uh, but the way it's laid out it, it looks just like a really big 10,000 square foot luxury home. Nice. Mm. And so, um, yeah, but that's very intentional. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, that, to me, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I was shocked whenever you said too, because we, we briefly talked about this, but um, man, that's, that's going to be a really cool piece of property. And, and people are going to drive by that and go, man, that's cool. I, we, I hope so. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's on a busy highway. Uh, so it is, you know, there's a lot of traffic. Um, and, but, you know, I had driven past this land. I mean, I have driven past this land for, you know, since I've lived in Magnolia mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just, it's, when things start resonating with you so much, it's just like, you know, you start really thinking about it and yeah. the, you know, the, the, uh, everything just kind of came together and we were able to, to pull together the financing and, and, um, you know, get, take down the land. And now we're, you know, working on all the construction financing and all that. And that's, that's a whole nother deal. But I mean, we're, we're incredibly excited to bring our concept of senior living you know, in yeah. that direction. Yeah. Well, and I, I know that you, you've mentioned to me, and, and I think you even said it here on the show that you learned a lot by remodeling in Conroe. And I, I think, I think a lot of those lessons that you, you've mentioned to me about this, this particular project is what made Magnolia appealing. Um, and, and so maybe, maybe for people that are listening that, you know, have some influence in the, in the areas that they live, you know, what, why Magnolia versus Con and not to say that Conroe's bad, right. you know, but like you had some challenges in Conroe that made Magnolia more appealing. What, what, what made that a more, a, a, a different project for sure. you? Because I mean, like now you feel like you can build confidently and, you know, whereas probably in Conroe, you didn't have that. Well, and, and yeah, I did. I, I kind of cut my teeth on on the Conroe project. Yeah, uh, and you know, again, what you don't know is what you don't know. And and we went into that with, you know, viewing it as a through a, a different lens of you know, hey, it's a single family home. We'll convert it and put you know fire and sprinklers in here, and it'll be very simple. Right. And it wasn't simple at all. And of course, you know, um, the city of Conroe they uh, had just revised um, their ordinance and it just amended um, a lot of their codes and they they tighten the screws on everything yeah. um, in regards to, you know, that type of facility being in a residential area and, and really uh, construction across the board. And at the time, it was very uncomfortable um, experience to, you know, have to go in front of the city and, and ask for this or ask for that and really not get any variances, you know, that we had requested. And we were held to the same standards as the hospital. So that was challenging. So um, to answer your question about, you know, why Magnolia, um, there's there's a lot of growth in that area. Yeah. Um, I love the community. You know, Wood Forest is very close by. And mm -hmm. of course, you know, Windcrest and Thousand Oaks. Um, so there's, there's a lot of 
of families out there and those families have families that, you know, have or, or will need care at some point. And so we just felt like, um, you know, Montgomery County is our home. Um, I love this area and uh, there's a lot of growth. So that's why we chose that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, so in, in this project, um, do you, do you foresee moving even further? I mean, how far does your vision go? Uh, dude, my, my vision is big. Um, sometimes <laughs> it, it can get me in a little trouble because, you know, we do, we, we want to scale, but we want to be smart about yeah. it. Right. Um, and I do a lot of consulting, um, for other people around the country that want to do the exact same thing. And so, and that's been, you know, really cool to, to help other people navigate and kind of learn from my mistakes. But, you know, um, I'm right now we're just, I mean, after we complete the construction, I mean, we'll have four homes um, with, you know, over 75 beds or however many beds that is. I have to add them up. But, um, you know, that's, you know, we don't have any partners or investors and that's us. And, you know, and our team, we're, you know, um, we're making it happen and we'll continue to, if, you know, we feel like that we can, you know, this area can support another, then we'll, we'll keep going. Cool. Mm. Well, I mean, you've, you've got, you've got your fingers into real estate anyway, right? Like that's kind of a, a, a passion project of yours a little bit. You I like love, that kind of thing. No, I, yeah, I do. I love real estate. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a real estate agent, sure. um, right. but you know, I, I, I like looking at homes and, and of course, you know, every time I, it's being in this, in the senior living business and doing what we do, every time I look at a home, I, it's with a different lens. Sure, I'm like, yeah. You know, I see this gorgeous home and I'm like, man, I bet, my grandparents would really love that and so-and-so's parents and, you know, how could we convert it? So, yeah. but yeah, I, I do like looking at real estate and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And that, that's exciting. Cool. Do, do you see anything, anything weird going on with, I mean, and, and this is the homeowner show. <laughs> do, do you see, do you see anything weird going on with residential real estate right now? No, uh, if you look at, um, I mean, I think I saw a headline just last week that uh, home resident single family homes way up. Yeah, and I mean, people are you know even through. I mean, they pandemic aside, they were buying buying real estate and, like like crazy like, people, man. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the only trends that I see, and, and again, I don't live in that space, but you know, mm. is uh, people on the East Coast and the West Coast. They're they're getting out, yeah, um, and they're moving to Texas or you know Florida or, or places where real estate is not crazy expensive. Yeah, I mean, like it looks like they're going to like Texas, Tennessee, Florida. Uh, some people are even hitting Alabama now. Um, Man, they're getting desperate. They, <laughs> they're going to Alabama. <laughs> I got I got friends in Alabama. I like y'all. Yeah, I too. It's I mean, if we're, if we're gonna isolate one state, let's <laughs> let's at least zero in on Louisiana. Yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> I think Come we on. I think we can all agree, Cajuns are crazy. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what that's all about, but well, there's but there's a lot of big names coming to Texas too. You know, Joe Rody, Rogan. That's why I said, yeah. Um, and you know, we got Tesla coming. Yeah, we got. They're already of, here, man. I know. I mean, he was he was throwing the horns yeah. up with uh, the the governor. Yeah. So, Joe, by the way, there's a reason that I would confuse Joe Rody and Joe Rogan. I don't even know who Joe Rody is. Oh my gosh, oh, you disappoint me. Am I supposed to know? I, you I don't know either. Me. No. All right, so fine. Joe Rody 
is the brains behind Animal Kingdom. Animal Okay. Disney's Animal Kingdom. Was he the dude with like and a dangly earring? Yes. Yeah, he's a quitter. Well, <laughs> he, so he retired. Okay. Um, but he has his fingers on so many amazing things yeah. at Disney. So anyway, that's why I personally would confuse <laughs> Joe Rody with Joe Rogan. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think Rogan's got a little bit bigger audience. Maybe a bigger audience, but... I, I don't know, like, the number of people that have seen what he's done is probably different. Oh, for, for sure. But, like, here, this this is actually something that I think I think is pretty interesting because, you know, and, and, and a little relevant because Rogan moved his podcast to Austin yeah. because he was sick and tired of certain political atmospheres going on in, in California and policies and all this kind of stuff. That aside... He's a he's been doing his podcast for 10 years or something like that. Yeah. The dude is pulling in bigger numbers than like major news networks. Yes, it's amazing. And, and and like this is this is not like this is not anything to like to sneeze at. I mean, the guy has more influence than Fox News. Yeah, and the as fact, an individual. And, and the fact that his his podcasts are like three and a half, four hours long sometimes. Yeah. And people are listening to that. Yes. And and waiting for the next one to come i mean it there's times whenever i look at our episodes go that was too long you know (laughs) not this one yeah not this one not this (laughs) but but i'm just like man you're you're going on for hours and hours and your influence is still way up there yeah it's incredible and here's a guy that's just having conversations in like his bunker or whatever that like raised the stock price of Spotify about I think I think when I when I would it hit and and if you guys know I don't remember I think it was like 40 trillion dollars when they announced that partnership mm, that's crazy. that's insane yeah that's crazy so I mean like hey man that gives you guys something to aspire toward Right, we're we're that, riding his coattails yeah, a, little a little bit, bit yeah. a little bit. No, but no. well, I mean, we'll be way bigger, but totally. <laughs> totally. eventually, totally. It's, I mean, it's time. Yeah. That's right. You know, yeah, ten so, years, I can climb any mountain. That's right. right. So, but you know, part of that's money, right? He's got so many people feeding into him. Oh, like it's. Well, he's, I, he's got amazing. a big audience. He's, he's got, got a big, a big audience. audience. But I, part of it is he did it for like five years, where like nobody was listening. Yeah. You know, he just, but he just kept doing it because he enjoyed it. Yep. So, but anyway, it's a well, fun little rabbit trail. One of the things, yeah, <laughs> one of the things I want to do before we kind of jump back in here is I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our friends over at Living Safe at Home. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you guys missed the episode where we, we had Matt and Chase in the studio, they tested our doorknob. Yeah. To see how bad it was. And it wasn't good. It was bad. Yeah. Like it was really, on, really bad. On a scale from one to ten, it was really bad, y'all. <laughs> and uh the knob went all the way to eleven. Yeah. Um, and and what's what's crazy about it is that they they tested it and then they sprayed it. They retested this knob. Like five minutes later. And and it was virtually. It's okay to open the door now. Yeah. So so here's the deal. We we may, if you didn't hear it, you need to go listen to this episode because it's, it's quite incredible. And, and I learned a lot. Yeah. Because one of the things I learned is there's a huge difference in cleaning your home and disinfecting yes, your home. Yes. Massive. And and you cannot sit here and tell me that your home is clean if it's not also disinfected. Yeah. Right. And 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 it's it's actually something that I think that our buddy Sean here 
could could use in in their facility <laughs> at times because I think everybody could use this in their facility, right? right? And and the 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 part of it that really just drew me into their model of going after this stuff is they actually attack the food. Yeah, that the the viruses and the bacteria go after. Right. That's that's what they're actually getting at. And, and so like these things actually starve to death. They can't survive in your home because they don't have any food left to eat. That's right. So they're doing new construction. They're doing currently lived in, and it's all electrostatic. It's their system. It's their product. They've developed it, and they were doing it long before COVID even hit. These yeah. are not opportunistic guys. These are guys that just want to make sure that homes are completely. Well, I, you can't be completely, but at, to the best of their ability, disinfected. And if you want to get a hold of them, you can reach them at 512-917-8654. That's 512-917-8654. Or you can always email them at info at livingsafeathome.com. And if you didn't have a chance to write that down, good for you. It's in the show notes. It's going to be right there below. Yeah. Scroll down. You'll see it. All their information is there. And listen, just give them a call. See what they can do for you. And here's the other cool thing. If you have a COVID positive in your home, they will get there within hours. Yeah. Because they understand that this is a big deal. And and, and the cool thing is, like, the bacteria cannot grow. The bacteria or virus, okay, it cannot grow after they have done this for a sustained period of time. Right. So it's not just keeping the person that has been uh, infected safe. It's keeping you and your family safe. I mean, it changes your need to like completely quarantine. I mean, yes, you have to be safe and careful, but you don't have to worry about if I touch that or, or whatever. We're They can take care of it for you. Yeah. Not so. to mention that it's not going to damage your electronics. Right. It's or not, food. Yeah. You're good to go. Good to go. So give them a call and be glad that you did. All right. Any more information, go to www.livingsafeathome.com. That's www.livingsafeathome.com. Yeah. All right, Sean, uh, let's get back to something that I think that we need to talk about. Oh, boy. Unless it's more disinfecting stuff. We can yeah. talk about that for a while. No, I'm, I'm over. <laughs> yeah, you're good. No, okay. I'm, I'm sure they're a great sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> they they are. Fantastic but sponsor. obviously, y'all are doing... And they actually said this. If you're doing a good job... At keeping your house safe, hey, you're doing a good job. But at the end of the day, most of the time, it would be crazy to see how much difference they can make. But talking about medical things, so not long after you were on our show, some pretty crazy things happened in your family with mm. your daughter, right? Yes. Can we can we talk about that yeah, for a minute? Sure. Let's 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 dive into it. Um, let's change the home front a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this uh, this did change. It was an interesting curveball. So yeah, right after Marissa, my wife, uh, right after we, you know, got the Conroe home open, we cut the ribbon, um, you know, we were, you know, firing up the marketing. I was out there hustling and just, you know, letting people know who we are, what we did, that sort of thing. Um, we got the call that, you know, no parent really wants to get, um, you know, from the pediatrician saying, you know, why don't you guys come back? Mm. Um, there's something that's bothering me. Um, wanna want to talk to you for a bit. And it had kind of been on um, Marissa's radar. And, um, you know, she was breastfeeding our daughter, Kate, at the time. And she was only about five months old. But um, long story short, um, we found out that um, our daughter, Kate, she had uh, craniosynostosis. Um, and it was... The 
the which is where um, the sutures in your skull they fuse together prematurely. Now this happened um, in utero, so it wasn't and it wasn't anything that we did or didn't do. It just happened, right? right. And uh, but it was. You know, it, it sent us off on this really big journey, you know, of going to ENTs and then ultimately we ended up at Memorial Hermann um, in front of a rock star, you know, um, team of physicians to help us navigate that. But Kate um, underwent a very invasive surgery um, where, you know, she, um, they cut across, you know, from ear to ear, essentially across the top of her skull and unfused that. Um, and I got to give it up to Dr. Wynn at Memorial Hermann. Um, you know, he said, guys, I, the approach that I want to take with Kate's a little different. And if you're, if you're open-minded, I think that the results will be amazing for you. Um, but his approach was to leave a, um, um, a rod, a metal rod sticking out of her skull for about 90 days. Mm. And we had to um, get a device. I'm trying to get these words out. It's kind of hard. We had to get a device, uh, a special screwdriver, and turn the rod, um, you know, a couple of millimeters twice a day. And so as her skull is expanding, you know, uh, this device is turning. And then she had to go and get a follow-up surgery. Um, That was incredibly difficult. Right. I think the big thing for us, I mean, you know, uh, we didn't see it coming. Right. And, and, you know, everything felt like we were on top of the world and we were, you know, going to um, we were excited about opening our new location. And then, you know, something like that happens. And, um, you know, um, I, I'm very blessed. And of course, Kate, now she doesn't know anything happened or hairs, you know, covers up the scars and everything's great. I she's a mess. I can barely keep up with her. now. She's, <laughs> she's awesome. But she's she's very resilient. And, you know, that was a it was an incredibly tough time. But we we got through it. Yeah. Man, you know, th- this is something that th- here, here's the reason I want to bring this up um, beyond the fact that this is something that's I mean, it's, it's your family. It's it's hugely yeah. important to you. It doesn't really matter what you got going on in your life at work. Your family's huge. I mean, you've, you've got to take care of you. Craig, Craig and I are huge supporters of you taking care of your family. And, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways this could have gone. I mean, you, you could have gone look i don't i don't even know how to how to handle this yeah. and and this could have driven you and your wife apart right it could yeah. have been really really challenging for you and your wife you've got this brand new project that you're working on you could have said look i, I can't let this go by the wayside um or you could have completely done the opposite let your project go to the wayside yeah. and not focused enough uh, on it while focusing solely on your family um but but it sounds like you were able to manage that really, really well. How how are you able to manage that so well? You know, when uh, when things happen like that, I, you know, I try to just kind of break it in small chunks, right? It's like, okay, we can't control this. This mm-hmm. is totally out of our control. And so you just kind of got to lean into it a little bit and say, okay, this, this, it's out of our control, but we're going to, we're going to navigate this and we're not, let me tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to fall apart. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we're going to, we're, we're strong. Um, you know, we're going to get through this and she will be okay. And, um, but you're to your point, I, I think that, you know, um, for some, you know, that could literally uh, make him collapse or, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, so I, there's been lessons and, and, you know, I've had other things happen in my life personally where, you know, I'm like, 
really? I mean, is this really happening to me right now? The cool thing is, though, is that, um, you know, when, when things like that happen, I always try to ask, you know, um, what am I supposed to learn from this? Mm. Instead of asking, you know, why is this happening to me? Yeah. I try to kind of take a different spin and say, what am I supposed to learn from this? Like, it's like, come on. Okay. Bring it. Let's, let's go. Well, um, you know, as we've already, since we've had that experience, um, Marissa, my wife, she's, you know, she's in these Facebook groups that are specific to um, craniosynostosis, <laughs> and she's had people reach out to her from across the country mm. that are dealing with um, the the same condition or deformity, and she's been able to, you know, kind of help these moms, um, you know, kind of navigate that. So wow. that's been super cool, um, you know, that she's been able to to reach out and and, and help some other people. So I think that a lot of uh, great things have, you know, come of it. Um, and again, going back to Dr. Wynn at Memorial Hermann, he did a fantastic job. He thought outside the box. And now, you know, I think that a lot of people, um, you know, even though the, the condition is very rare, um, it does come up and, you know, they're traveling across the country to come see him. And wow. so it's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. Yeah. Wow. You know, and, and one of the things I know about you, um, is that, that mindsets are big, a big part of, of who you are. And, and, and you, <laughs> you focus on mindset for a lot of different things. So you, you talking about it, it's, it's almost kind of compartmentalizing things, but, but doing so while still cross-referencing the rest of them. Right. I mean, it, it does, did any of that like click in, in those moments or were you going, okay, here's where I've really got to use the stuff that I talk to people about, or is it just kind of natural for you? You know, I'd love to say that it's just totally natural for me (laughs) and that, you know, that's just the way I am. But, you know, no, I, I, some of that is is skill and just kind of learning from the past. Yeah. I do think that again, it's so easy to just collapse or, you know, you see people walking around that are just, they're, they're sleepwalking, Mm -hmm. right? They're not, they're not intentional about what it is that they're doing or the way they're living their lives. And, and so you know, being intentional is, is very helpful. It's very useful because yeah. I, you know, when my feet hit the ground every day, I know exactly what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go and what that's going to look like. Um, but you know, when those roadblocks do come in or, or speed bumps or whatever, you just, my approach to dealing with them. And again, a lot of it, you know, is experience of just dealing with bad, things, want to cuss, but I won't cuss, um, but um, dealing with, you know, having been dealt a, a crappy hand of cards, yeah, right? right. And, and, and then you're left to like pick up the pieces and navigate that. And so, um, you know, if you do it successfully, you kind of get some thick skin and you're able to do it. And, you know, I'd like to think that's a skill. I, I know my wife probably gets tired of me always trying to be Mr. Positive all the time, but, you know, it's just bad things happen every day. It's just a, a great big portion of that is how are you going to respond to it? Yeah. 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 This, it's, it's very similar to, uh, I've been going through some of the old Jim Rohn stuff with my mm. daughter. Yeah. Uh, and it reminds me of one of his, his more famous ones, which is don't wish things were better. Don't, yeah. Don't wish things were better. Wish you were better. Yeah. You know, or don't, don't wish things were better. Wish you had more skills. Mm. I think it's kind of exactly. His, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. You know, exactly. And, and I, 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 that, that's, that's kind of what you're talking about is like, you know, you can, you can approach the situation with why is it this way? Yeah. Why is this happening to me? Or instead you can go, what is it that I'm supposed to get from this and then convert it into something where I can become a better person 
at, at the outcome of this. Yeah. You know, how can I, how can I leverage this situation? Which is a weird way. Uh, uh, pe- some people take that language and go like, Oh, you, you dirty capitalist. But, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but like, you know, like what we're actually saying is like, you know, how can you be more optimistic about a really bad situation? Well, and, and, and again, um, you know, I don't, it's not that I ask for bad things to happen, no. but when they do, I feel like that I've got like an extra tool, um, that I can use or, or tap into, but it's certainly better than taking a, you know, this reactive approach or, you know, stance that, you know, I just don't understand why, you know, this is happening and, and melting down, um, and, and things collapsing. It's like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And that's literally, that's kind of our, when things happen, it's like, okay, well, well, we'll figure it out. It's, yeah. you know, because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I stay in kind of in that, in that mindset or in that, you know, that frame where it's like, okay, you know, if, if something happens, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out, but yeah. we're, we're not going to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> want to freak out, but I'm not going to freak out. Yeah. So, do, so do you have, do you have mentors that you go to in moments like this where you're like, dude, I, I need, I just need to talk. Like, do you, do you have that set up in your life? I wish, um, yes, I, I do. I, I wish I had more. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and then I, I can think of several that I wish that I probably would have paid or should have paid more attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've got several people in my life that when, and my father's one of them, you know, mm-hmm. and um, where I, you know, when things come up, you know, that I can reach out and, and say, how in the world? Am I going to get it, you know, yeah. get through this? Cause you know, when the obstacle comes, it's like, okay, I mean, you don't really see any way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, one of the best things you can do is just get around other people and, you know, you get a different reference or, you know, uh, perspective on the deal. It changes everything. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it's no surprise that I actually had a reason for asking that question. I mean, I, I, I think that, um, I think that that is really instrumental in any person's life. Whether, whether, I mean, l- let's be honest, there, there are people right now that have suffered some major tragedies through this crazy yeah. snow apocalypse that has happened, yeah. right? People's homes have been destroyed. Um, they've, they've had pipes burst. Uh, we're not plumbers, right? Mo- most people in the world are not plumbers. Um, now we're going to have to deal with sheetrock. Um, we, we've <laughs> got all kinds of things going on in our house. Oh, by the way, insurance has to get involved all of these things and you're probably not prepared and that's okay. You cannot be prepared for absolutely every situation. I don't think anybody expects you to be prepared either. And I think that's kind of one of those misnomers. Like you don't have to be great at everything. You just have to be good at finding someone who is. Yeah. And yeah. listen Love and that. take advice and just be prepared to be unprepared. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's possible to be prepared to be unprepared a little bit. Um, we can try to plan all we want to, but yeah. you know, things are, things are going to unfold. They're going to happen. Um, yeah. This, the, the storm this week, it's been nuts. I mean, yeah. one of the nights we packed up the kids and, you know, because we were without power, I mm-hmm. finally got water on today. Um, you guys will be glad to know that I did finally get a shower in. Oh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and let me tell you, dude, four days with no shower, no mm. water, <laughs> not tough. fun. And, no. and, 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 and the water wasn't really that clear. Um, but, you know, dude, it's like, okay, it's hot. And yeah. so I, I got to take a shower. Yeah. So, but yes, um, so you, if you don't, if you don't 
know a way to figure it out, find somebody that does. Yeah, and and I think that going back to your your business and, and trying to, especially whenever you're trying to navigate a healthy family life and uh, a healthy business life, being able to do those things well is going to take a lot of strategy, right? You, you got to be ready to to be prepared for something to go wrong. And uh, man, I, I think that um, it, I, it's impressive to me to see how successful you've been in a scenario that there's not a lot of trailblazers out there doing it. There's not a lot of people doing assisted living the way you're doing it to be able to look at and go, all right, now tell me how to handle this. You know, you're blazing the trail and other people are calling you. So um, it's, it's impressive. I, I, Thanks for saying that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, you're definitely not Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all, I got to share a story. If, that, if that's all, <laughs> that's all, I got to, I got to share a story. So it wasn't always like that. Uh, and, and, and it's not, and I, and I appreciate the kind words, but yeah, there, there were days early on, um, you know, where we were trying to get the right people in the right places staff wise. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I may or, I actually, I did. I, I, I worked some shifts as a caregiver. Mm, okay. And, um, and of course, you know, when someone does call out, it, of course, it's going to be midnight on Christmas uh, Eve, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Because that's, or Saturday night, you know, kind of thing. And so, you know, early on, um, yeah, I've, uh, don't let the hair fool you, man. I'll put some latex gloves on and uh, I will care for your mom or dad if they're at, you yeah. know, seasons. I mean, that's when you own the business. It, you know, it's, uh, get your hands you, dirty. You, literally. Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> but, uh, you do it, you do what you got to do. But, yeah. uh, you know, now we've got layers in place and we've just got a really great team, you know, but yeah, when it's, uh, it can be a little disruptive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the kids and mm-hmm. when you say, honey, I've like, I gotta go. Yeah. It is uh, what it know, is. It is what it is though. And, yeah. and you just, you work it out. So did you, uh, okay. Did you learn did you learn to let go at all whenever things happened with Kate? Like with, with, when, when you were dealing with all of that and you had to dive in, did you had to learn at all how to let go and let your people do things? Or were you already really kind of good at letting them manage the way they need to manage? And how hands-on or versus hands-off was that for you? So when the, when the, the whole ordeal and the surgery went down with our daughter, yeah, I, we were still, I mean, we were rampant, we were still yeah. in ramp up mode. Yeah. Right. And so it, it was just a matter. I mean, we had some really good staff in place, some good staff. Yeah. And, um, but we were, I mean, I, I was still given tours the day mm-hmm. before and wow. talking to families and things like that before the surgery. Mm-hmm. And so we just said, okay, you know, um, let's get, let's do everything we can and, and, and just get everything built up because when we go to, you know, uh, to the children's hospital, we're, we're going to check in and, you know, you have these grand visions like a dude, I brought books and I have my laptop and I'm going to get some work done mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I, I never opened a book. Yeah. I never yeah. got my computer out yeah. and it was just three days of just being there mm-hmm. and just trying to navigate that, you know, her eyes swelled shut and her head and the bandages and all that stuff. And, you know, you just slowly start to emerge from that. But no, we had a good team around us at seasons that kind of, they all, you know, came in um, and, you know, I would check in with them, but you know, we just, we just kind of navigated it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, cool. I, I can't. Im- I can't imagine, man. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> I, know. I mean, like because it's it's so difficult when you're used to being hands on mm-hmm. to have to f- physically be away, and and you and you you do you have those expectations in your head. I'm going to be able to accomplish this, this, and this, and then once you're in that moment, it just all goes away, mm. and and then you kind of have to go okay. My team has this. Yeah. And, and, you know, ultimately when it comes to scale and I, this is something that I've, I've had to work on because yeah. I can't do all things. Right. right. And, and at some point you do have to let go and um, know that we've got good leadership in place and, you know, I don't have to physically be there um, to make sure that, you know, the mill's just right or yeah. the experience is just right. Um, that my team is going to do that. But um, so that's, I think that's just, a growth process of just realizing I can't do all this by myself. Yeah. yeah. That's why you put good people in place <laughs> to make sure that you don't have to exactly be hands on all the time because yeah. you trust them. Yeah. So for goodness sake, be a good person. That's right. right. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so how did, how did you guys uh, navigate Snowmageddon 21? Oh, dude, we're still navigating still it. Still navigating yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, we, we did okay. Um, we lost power um, for, and then, you know, for an extended period of time, maybe not quite as long as you, Kevin, but yeah. I mean, it was, you know, a good 16, 18 hours. Wow. Uh, and then it kind of came back in stages, but, you know, um, having three kids at home and the youngest is two and climbing on everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, interesting enough, we were, I, we actually took them to Colorado just about a week and a half ago, wow. uh, to go snow skiing <laughs> to see snow for the very first time. Yeah. And, um, awesome. yeah. And so, and then we shipped the, our ski clothes back to, you know, back to our uh, house and they arrived like literally two days ago. And I'm nice. like, yes. Um, but I'm like, oh guys, there's snow again yeah. here <laughs> in Magnolia. And of course, you know, they were excited, but it was only fun for a little, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Not oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the hangover from the snow. Yeah, you know, I mean, stuff like that's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) And it usually happens to Kevin. (laughs) Golly. It always happens to me. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny that you say that because I, I was talking to some people who have kids similar age to me, and I'm like, this was supposed to be fun. We don't get snow in Houston. And when we do... It's like a dusting, right? It's rarely going to be like inches of snow. We, you know, my house, I, I think I, I was able to get between four and five inches depending on where I, where I looked. And I mean, it's, it's one of those deals. It's like, that's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was not fun. No, it was the opposite of fun. Well, and like, I, we're, we're being a little bit lighthearted about it, but like uh, literally people have died. Yes. Because of this. And like, and, and I, you know, when all of this was, you know, ramping up. I think a lot of people up north are like, what's wrong with you guys? It's like, there's nothing wrong with us. We're just not prepared no. for this by any stretch of the imagination. And, and, it's, and it's not because we're, we're, we don't want to be prepared and we've chosen not to be prepared. It's that we, we don't have the same weather and so houses are not built the same way. Right. We're, we're not prepared because we don't need to be prepared for this type of thing. And then whenever it happens once in a okay. lifetime, um, yeah, bad things happen. Yeah. And it, it, it was, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I didn't enjoy spending time hanging out over at Craig's house. We had fun, <laughs> you know, we played cards and other things. Yeah. We had fun. Um, but I mean, 
I didn't get to sleep in my own bed, and he had to deal with me and my dog. And uh, you know, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cute. Though. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you think so. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just not. It, it would have been better if we'd be like, "Hey, we're coming over for a couple hours. Then we're going home." That would have been awesome. But. <laughs> Anyway, it didn't happen like didn't that. Didn't happen like that at all. <laughs> so, um, but but I think you were saying <laughs> before I before I totally like lost my voice and uh, now that we've had the monologue for ten minutes. Before. Yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> but that ought to tell you how the week's been. Oh, yeah, absolutely. it's literally been um, it's been kind of nutty, uh, but you know we're getting through it. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you told me that the the, the uh, you you got a generator at one of them. Did you guys lose power in Conroe? Um, no, no, because of the generator. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The gener- yeah. generator there. Minnesota, we lost power for just a little bit. Okay. Staff was on that. I had that. Flipped. And, okay. um, again, the staff has been so awesome. We, we had at both homes, we had several caregivers that just said, you know what? I'll just stay here. Mm. And mm. instead of going home tonight, you know, to be with my family, um, you know, are the residents, you know, it's always residents first. And so they just made the commitment to you know it's it's there's ice and snow on the road just to stay in the homes yeah and um they just kind of worked as a team and worked you know they've been there for three four days yeah and um you know again it goes back to it's not about me or the homes or the decor it's just about the level of care that you know um that each of our residents are getting. So uh, when this is all over, there's there's a pretty good handful of, of caregivers uh, that are on the team that um, we're going to be circling back to and, and really trying to bless them with something special because they, I mean, they went above and way beyond. Above, yeah. Yes, above and beyond this week. Were, yeah. were you guys able to do much prep in order to get ready? I mean, because we, we had a pretty good heads up that this thing was coming. But like once everyone kind of caught wind, I mean, like stores were basically looted. I mean, were you you guys able to do much prep? Yeah. So we, I mean, we, we stay kind of prepped anyways, uh, just being a licensed facility, we have to, you know, maintain X amount of water and non-perishable things and, you know, things like that. So in, in those regards, you know, for the most part, we were in the instances where maybe we weren't underprepared, um, the staff stepped in and mm-hmm. they, they, they brought things from home or, you know, they cooked a meal at home and brought it, um, you know, to season. So that's, you know, kind of just speaks to who they are. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and one of the other things I wanted to make sure that we talked about before we, you know, kick you out for the, out into the cold <laughs> for the night. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like you, we we have a we have a lot of guys and gals in in the studio that operate businesses, and 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 honestly, you you operate on a, on a different level than what I think a lot of other people operate at. You know, you you have a lot of stuff going on, and I think I think there's a lot of people, you know, and and, and so like I, I feel blessed to kind of have you in the studio. I mean, like you come in as like a personal favor to me, oh, and like because like you know you're you but like really, I mean, like you're you're operating at a, at a high level. And, and I think a lot of people want to kind of arrive at where you're at right now, where you're like, you're, you've got a facility in Navasota, you've got a facility in Conroe, you're fixing to open two more facilities. You know, wh- where is your brain at and, and how do you kind of wrap it around that every day? Uh, you know, because and I'll, I'll be honest, I mean, like, you know, even, even though I operate a, a few things, man, it's difficult 
to, to kind of get up and go, okay, I've got this and this and this and, and partition my brain up into multiple spaces and go, okay, I need to, you know, separate so much activity of my brain to this and now to this. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is. Uh, and thank you for saying that. I, I really appreciate it. I, you know, it, it helps to be aligned uh, with my wife. I mean, she, we work as a team, right? There you and go. and yeah. so uh, that, I mean, that's just a, a portion of it, but, you know, I try to maintain a growth mindset. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I want to grow, you know, personally during this process, you know, at the end of the day, it's about service and we want to help people. And, um, you know, every day I just try to get up. I don't know how to say this. It's like, I'm, I'm, uh, blissfully, dissatisfied. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm happy, but I want to continue to grow. Mm. And, and so I, I don't want to rest on my laurels and just kind of, you know, okay, you know, we got our two facilities and it's like, okay, I, I, f- I feel like we're doing a great job at this and we know what we're doing. Let's, let's grow. Right. Um, you know, and, and it keeps me young and, and, you know, by getting out and doing this sort of thing. Um, but you know, I've just, I've got a growth mindset of just wanting to do more. And so it's, it's kind of weird because a lot of people would say, oh man, you know, you, you've got this, you've got that, you, you know, you should be totally just in a place of Zen and happiness. And I'll, I only stay there for just a little bit. I actually have to kind of work toward that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I kind of wake up and I'm just ready to you know, jump on whatever the next thing is. So it's kind of a weird thing. But anyway, when you say that Zen and bliss to me feels like a dangerous place to, Mm. to go, you know, because once I, once I, if I go there, then I, then I stop, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And, and it's, um, it's, I think it's real easy for, for people to get stuck and, and, um, you know, just get very complacent Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, um, Again, I just, so a lot of that is kind of born out of de- a desire to just want more for yeah. myself and, yeah. and my family. You know, I feel like it is my personal obligation to them to, you know, create success and provide opportunities that they normally wouldn't have. I right. mean, that's, that's a straight up conviction that I have. And so, um, a lot of that work ethic and things like that is kind of derived from, from that. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's uh, some of it's obligation. Mm. Yeah. So I can, I can keep doing talking like this for a long time, if you want to, or we could do the final four. It's it's really up to you. Bring on whatever you guys are are, are down for, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm having fun. It's super cold outside. I do know the temps are going to drop here in just a bit. If they yeah, what are, have y'all even looked? It's probably uh, I think it's I think it's it's, it's already dipped in the twenties in the twenties. Yeah, so, and I've I've got to drive, but you know we can. Um, I, I'm, I'm good. Well, I know we're going to talk again. Let's, let's, let's hit the, Kevin, I didn't let you intro the final four. I'm sorry. I was about to ask, what are are you doing? (laughs) To be be fair, you always get to ask the questions. I don't, I don't ever get to do the awkward. Do you want to ask the questions? No, I don't want to ask the questions. I I want to do the awkward transfer because (laughs) this is my final four. four. So obviously the the most anticipated segment of the entire show. Um, the crazy <laughs> thing is, um, we we've done this with you before, and um, uh, so you're gonna lot, have to like go back a hundred episodes ago. Yeah, hundred episodes. Okay, a, a lot's changed. 
right? a lot has changed, but it, like, is it, do I get, do I never get invited back if I use the same answers? No, it, no, I mean, you probably actually will get invited back if you have different answers. That, oh. way, that way we'll know things change. That's okay. right. All right. Well, bring it, bring it on. Let's see. Also, right. if we know that they change, I mean, like you haven't been sitting in Zen and bliss. All right. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. <laughs> no, no Zen and bliss here. All right. Let's do All this. right. So here are the final four questions. We're going to start with the first one. Like we always do. What is the must have tool? that you won't leave your house without? Cell phone. There it is. It, uh, it has not changed. Yeah, that, my, that, my head would roll off my shoulders yeah. if it were not for my cell phone. Uh-huh. So, Even like upgraded like an iPad Pro. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I need to put it down more, but not leave, never okay. going without it. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, especially whenever you do have your hands in a lot of different pots, it, you know, you got family, you got business, you got all kinds of things that you're dealing yeah. with. Um, and, and if you're a podcast type of person, and I know you are, and you listen to a lot of different things, self-help and, you know, all these different things. Like, you have to have all of that in a location for you to access it quickly and easily. There's not another tool out there, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So so, so since this is the number one answer that we get, I'm going to add an addendum to the question when they... Okay. Top three apps. Oh. Mm. Oh. Well, hey, well, well, we haven't even talked about this. This is... This is it's cutting wild. it. No, no, yeah, no, I went wild and crazy. Going y'all. Script here, guys. He's just going all over the place. He didn't get Can to ask questions. Can I look at my phone? Oh, absolutely. Is that, is that yeah. okay if I look at my phone? I mean, it will tell you if you just look at your productivity. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't want to even. Like, <laughs> no, nobody wants to look at that. Nobody. My 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 top favorite app or top three app. Yeah. I would say um, Instagram. Okay. Okay. Um, I took a big break off of Facebook for a long time. That no. feels really good, by the way. Oh, yeah. nice. um, but I love, I, I do love Instagram because it's there's no rabbit holes. Was, okay, you can follow. R- r- was that was your was your uh, Facebook sabbatical? Was that part of the seventy five hard? No, but it was. I mean, it was a little bit. A little I mean, bit. It was during the time. I mean, I went. I went long. I went like six months. Oh wow! And um, yeah, man, it's it, it, ignorance can be bliss. By the way, uh, yeah. I mean, literally, what you don't know, because you know, I think you, you think picked a how, great time to get off too. I mean, yes. yeah, because yeah, dude, uh, there are so many rabbit holes and things that can uh, take your energy. But, yes, uh, dude, I, I, I'd have to say Instagram. This is embarrassing, probably our doorbell app mm. and like the weather. Uh, okay. no, that's, dude, I'm like a weather junkie. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm okay. <laughs> to get the weather. So, so what app do you use for weather? Just the iPhone. Well, no, I take that back. I've got a couple that I jump back and forth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I use, I use the iPhone app for the weather, but if I need to dig a little deeper and see some radar clouds and mm. I'll use, I think it's called weather. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, why do you guys have something? That well, I've got, I've got a weather couple. Bug. Oh, weather, weather bug. Weather bug. I know a lot of people use that one. Yeah. yeah weather bug used to be huge and then yeah. they kind of, they, People stopped talking about it for a little while, but they're still very much around. But I, I've I've got two that I use that I love. One of them is called Radar Scope, mm. and Radar Scope is is really really good. It does it does incredible stuff with radar. You can see lightning strikes, all all different kinds of really cool stuff. Wow. Um, and then the other one that I, I I've gotten away from like the the native weather app and like a lot of people use the Weather Channel that kind of stuff. I, I use another app called Dark Sky, and Dark Sky is um. The amount of information that it gives you is mind-boggling. I'll have to show you whenever we're done here. It's it's really, really cool. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. I just follow a couple of people on Facebook that actually know what they're talking about. Right. I have yeah. no idea. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 
I've got, a, I've got a friend from college, uh, Katie. I don't know what her new last name. It used to be Petrie, but she's a meteorologist. And uh, like, I just, I just follow go her. Yeah. yeah, I just go to her Facebook page, and she'll just like, if there's something crazy happening, she's like, hey, just get ready for this. Uh, so <laughs> Katie Petrie dishes it up. She does. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I see what really, you did there. Okay, that was really, right, really back bad. to the final. <laughs> four. All, right. All right, back to the final four. Here we go. Second question. Um, we you you know the drill. It's a job you've walked away from. Could be a project. It could even be a plumbing project. Uh, like I don't know. Cast iron. Just I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> just being willy nilly about it. Um, but what's a what's a job or a project that you've walked away from? Well, I think my answer a uh, hundred episodes ago was uh, anything electrical. Uh-huh. All right, but now now the answer is it's plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> like if there, especially if uh, you know there's waste involved. Uh-huh. Uh, like forget about it. Yeah, like, I'm out. Anything past just doing a couple quick little plunges in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anything beyond that, dude. I'm like I'm out. Yeah. No thanks. No, I'm with you. I feel you on that. Yeah. That's bad. So. All right. Next question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Hmm. Uh, my answer is probably still the same. A little glass of red wine mm-hmm. is, a, is a good way to wind down. Yeah. And um, if I wind down, sometimes yeah. I just, <laughs> just don't, but, um, It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, for the, yeah, for the most part, um, you know, I, I have these, my wife and I have these little thing, you know, shows recorded. A lot of that is just watching whatever she's recorded and just uh-huh. being there for that. And, um, but uh, yeah, that's having a glass of wine and relaxing. And you guys have a DVR? We do have a DVR. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That that that's a thing. It so is. That, it is. That is, a, it is, that is still so retro. Thing. But of you. yeah, I know. We stream, we stream a lot of stuff, dude. Yeah, it's, dude, our our viewing. It's a whole nother episode. Right? It's all over the board. I'm oh, okay. A, I'm a documentary junkie. So yeah, okay. like, I mean, I'll fall asleep to a lot of stuff like that. So what's yeah. what's the best one you've seen in the last six months? Oh, dude. Um, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, there was one that we watched this week. Actually, you should check it out on Netflix. Uh, it's, called, it's about uh, the ho- it's called the Hotel Cecil. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Crime scene. Mm. Just you got to check it out. This Is this girl, like a true crime documentary? Yeah, yeah, okay, a little bit, but yeah. it's um, it's very. It's only three episodes. Very fascinating. Check okay, and I, I just knew you were going to say Tiger King. I knew it. No, dude. <laughs> no. Okay. Is that, is that a documentary? I thought that was like a reality series. <laughs> it's it's a little it's, bit it's of nuts. So yeah, I haven't it watched is. it. That's why I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. But it's it's yeah. I, I, I don't know if there's actually a word for it. There's probably multiple words for yeah. it. But I don't know. You can sum it up really. It's it's I, Craig. I wouldn't even know where to start to describe <laughs> Tiger King to you. No, it's, well, it's, it's like I grew up next to a tiger. Like I don't feel like I need to watch a show about people who own them. I mean, like. Uh, you should, I, this could change your perspective, but just <laughs> check it out, dude. Like when you have absolutely nothing better to do. I hope that never Watch. happens. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no doubt. Moving on. All right. Last question. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Oh man, dude, that is, uh, that's tough. Cause I've, I know I've been given probably a lot of advice and some of it, again, I probably haven't taken. I think the big thing for me right now, um, is just trying to take massive effective action, mm. you know, whatever it is you do, um, just take massive action and, um, you know, really focus, um, and, and stay the course. Um, I, a lot of folks have, 
what I refer to as the the SOS, the the shiny object syndrome, right? Mm. So they 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 start on one mm. thing, and before they you know even give it enough time to mature or develop, you know, there's lots of shiny objects out there. Oh, I'm going to go do this or go do that, and I think it's incredibly important to just get really really good at doing you know one thing, um, and not not getting so distracted by all the shiny objects out there. You know, yeah. that uh, some of those. Things can be uh, explored at a later time, but that's that's just me, man. Focus. Mm, it's good. It's a good one. Yep, definitely. I, I think that it's really easy to get sidetracked, man. I, that we all we all and and honestly, going back to that tool, we get distracted all the time with yeah. that. Oh, dude, you it's know? a distraction machine. Yeah, it's why we don't want to look at that, you know, productivity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Information. No, no, no. Nobody yeah. wants to know. Nobody wants to know. No. Well, cool, man. Thank you for uh, for coming back and and you know braving the weather <laughs> to get here. Um, so yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. It's been been really really good. I mean, I, I doing what you do during the last year it just blows my mind. Blows my mind, but man, I, I appreciate you doing it well. Thanks for having me back, yeah. guys. I no, really, really appreciate it. It's always, always good to see you guys, yeah. and uh, I love to, you know, kind of following y'all and watching your growth. And and um, yeah, if there's anything that we can do to to help you down the road, let us know. Cool. Well, it's, hopefully, it's much further down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Craig, I'm going to leave the lot open for you. <laughs> thank <man>. you, man. <laughs> I'll stay there. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, man, thank you guys. Uh, they're listening right now for tuning in, and uh, those of you who are live on Facebook, thank you for uh, downloading. For those who are listening to the uh, audio podcast, and uh, we'll be uh, coming out to you on Thursday through uh, through YouTube. But until then, if you would. Do us a favor, go to iTunes, leave us a rating and review, subscribe to the podcast, do those things, it really, really helps us out. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're here each and every single Tuesday. So thanks for being with us. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you.